Well, it is now the first day of 2020. It's beyond the fight. Episode 19. As I say, I lose count. I just do the show because I love it. And if I keep count or whatnot of the episodes, it happens. If not, hey, at least I'm putting content out. There are no interviews in this episode specifically. I just wanted to take a few minutes to reflect on what the year was in my first season of podcasting, talking about martial arts, mixed martial arts, and it was an extremely successful season one. Season two will happen. I do have some guests lined up, and there are some guests that I will work to get on. I just want to take time to thank the following individuals who took time out of their weeks and months to come on the show where I can talk to them, get to know them, pick their brain. So with further ado, I'd like to say thank you to Paul Dominic, who was the inaugural guest of Beyond the Fight. Paul Dominic is a friend of mine that I met on Twitter when I was tweeting about martial arts, but also looking at self-improvement, and Paul and I hit it off right away. Paul it was a big backer. We had no idea what we were doing when we did my first interview, since it was kind of his too. Um, the flow was great. Paul loved how I asked good questions and really backed me. So I just want to say thank you to Paul for being the first guest and also one of the first supporters who pushed me to this project. If anybody wants to connect with Paul, please find him on Twitter or Instagram at Paul Dominic. He will help you if you're looking to become more so more of a social person, improving your social skills and being more present since we're always trying to rush outcomes. We're always thinking ahead but not focusing on what's in front of us and how even the present moment is most important. My second guest was my childhood friend, Adam Kaplan. I've known Adam since I was 12 years old. We both went to sleepaway camp together. And Adam has had, very, has had quite a bit of experience in the fight game world. Adam did wrestling growing up, then got into boxing when we were teenagers in camp. And then Adam decided to take his talents to go abroad and fight in Muay Thai in a few pro fights in order to build up his fight resume. Adam came back and we reconnected in 2017 and we and it's like as if we never even lost a friendship. Adam was my second guest. We spoke about boxing and martial arts in general and we it was just a really good episode. Oh, he also came on for again to talk about UFC 241 because that was one of the best fight cards of the summer, probably even of 2019. Adam is a mensch. He really always says to me, he always backs me, messages me, when's the next episode coming out? When are we going to do this? Continue this again. If you ever want me to come on, I'll come on. I'll bring a friend. We don't have to talk about just martial arts. We could talk about conditioning, fitness, which it turns out Adam gave me a brilliant idea to add variety to the show. Uh, The show not only ended up being about just martial arts, but also about... Uh, mental illness, something that I've suffered with uh, anxiety and depression, uh, hiding the fact that uh, I was, that I'm mildly diagnosed with uh, autism spectrum disorder. What I have is or was called pervasive developmental delay. So this project was like a great medium to help me get out of my shell 
and work on my conversation skills and connect with like-minded people or reconnect with uh, old peers. The next guest was one of the biggest fish I had. His name was John Fitch, a former, t- a former title challenger in both UFC and currently in Bellator and was the World Series of Fighting Champion. John uh, was my first big name fighter to come on who I'm so thankful for. This really showed me that I can do this. John took time out of his day to explain the business model of the mixed martial arts game. We spoke about his book, which uh, is called, which was Failing Forward, Death by e- Failing Upward, Death by Ego. And there's gonna be a second one coming out. I wanted to personally thank John for really talking about why the, the fight game is as is as messed up as we don't know it to be and with the monopoly that the the big promotions try to do i then had my the next guest was my first coach david moon uh, where david spoke gave his story about what got him into fighting and how he changed his life through uh converting to islam and then becoming a pro fighter as he builds his resume while also coaching, doing, really showing an example as that you, that you can change your circumstances if you decide to put the work in. David is, David is one of uh, my favorite human beings that I've ever met. When I got into martial arts after being bitten by the bug in 2015 and I was taking up Taekwondo, people chastised, what is they chastised, but they were questioning me. They said, why would you do that? There's this one to do. This is more popular. And David just said, hey, good for you, man. It's always great to see someone get taking up martial arts, whether it's karate or taekwondo. You're going to see the values in it. And he was right. I didn't stick with taekwondo. I only did it for six months because I didn't have the body or the physique to or flexibility to do the high kicks so i transitioned into my current discipline kyokushin style karate known as full contact karate and david was my first coach before i met my current one who mohammed who should be coming on soon no date specifically he'll come on when he's ready and david really coached me well it helped me helping me develop my footwork and uh, developing my uh developing my low kicks which is something that works well based on my body since i don't have much flexibility if anyone wants to connect with david please look him up at uh, david moon mma d moon mma on instagram uh he works at apex in ville saint laurent and he's always willing to work with anyone who wants to take up martial arts and become more disciplined the other guest I had, oof, I had two other big ones. These were coaches from the famed TriStar MMA. The first one I had was Pejman, was Payman Hedyadi, aka PJ. His Instagram is hybrid.fighting or hybrid fight on Instagram. And PJ was an amazing guest to have. I'm really thankful he took time out of his day to come to my house. We spoke about his journey in martial arts, and turns out since we're both Iranian, I think that also made the interview go pretty well since, uh, since he's full and I'm half. So shout out to PJ for re- coming on, ha- talking about his story, why he does what he does at TriStar, and what taking up martial arts led him to do in other business endeavors. I also had his... His uh, partner, his uh, his partner, his uh, work partner or partner, 
I don't have the right words for it. Well, colleague and friend, Sandro Ferrante, come on. Sandro was one of my most favorite, Sandro was one of the most entertaining guests I had. Jovial, interesting. He had so many stories about his Kyokushin karate days since we both do the same style. And it turned into the longest discussion of two hours and 30 minutes almost. Sandro was so supportive. His stories were so engaging there that I plan to have him and PJ on together at one point where they could talk about what they're doing with MFL, which is the Montreal Fight League, to connect with Sandro on social media. He does have Facebook and his and his Instagram is sandro.fur. So fur is spelled F-E-R-R and PJ's is just so I can correct myself if I made a mistake is hybrid.fight on Instagram. Adam Kaplan's is I'm just going to get I'm just going to say who to connect with for anyone who liked the interviews if they want to connect with them is Adam Kaplan 13. So that's Adam Kaplan number 13. Paul's Instagram is Paul Dominic. So Dominic is spelled D-O-M-E-N-I-C-K. And then I had another big fish that I caught in the pro MMA game. Hall of Famer Pat Militich. This is a man who's accomplished many things. Inaugural welterweight champion before Matt Hughes and George St. Pierre dominated the welterweight division. Founder of the first mixed, true mixed martial arts gym, Militich fighting systems. A pioneer and, uh, and a Hall of Famer in the UFC. I had such a pleasure talking with Pat. I could talk to him for hours if I could. But because of Anchor only having a free hour, Pat was an entertaining man. This is a man that spoke to me like I was his friend. I was really appreciative of him coming on. We had a great time connecting and talking about his days as a bouncer to some Robbie Lawler stories since Ruthless is one of my all-time favorite fighters. And one of the reasons I actually gravitated to liking mixed martial arts in 2015 after watching his war with Rory McDonald, Pat is on Twitter and Instagram. His uh, Instagram is PJ Militich, I believe, as is his Twitter. Pat has a podcast called Conspiracy Farm, which is a geopolitical podcast since Pat is now more involved in it. For anyone looking for a good, fair unbiased political podcast with a kick of spice to it. I recommend it. I've listened to it a few times and Pat knows his uh, information. He backs it up. He likes what he does. And when you're engaged and motivated to bring good content, you'll, you'll get attached. You'll get bitten to uh, follow it. The other guest I had after Pat, so after Pat, it did slow down a bit due to the holidays and some other projects that came up, but that doesn't mean that uh, there was, I still had time, I had no time. After Sandro and Pat, I was, I had the pleasure of, inter, of interviewing Sensei Junior Russo at Russo Dojo in the West Island. This podcast 
was the, had the most, has the most plays. I'm really thankful that Junior helped promote it and his wife, Stefania DiBono as well. Stefania is a nutritionist, so if anyone is looking to get healthy with the new year, change up their eating habits, nutrition, please, I will recommend Stefania Russo to the fullest. She is, she is very knowledgeable. She is super patient, super understanding, and is willing to work with anyone who wants to put the work in and change their lifestyle. Sensei Russo is a man, a real man. This was a man that loves being in the fire with his students. We all are, we are all looking for the, the teacher that wants to work with us, not put himself on a pedestal. Sensei Russo is that man. He will go into the fire to fight with his troops. That is the kind of general he is. I really recommend if you live in the West Island and you're looking to take up striking as a martial art instead of grappling, please, I recommend going to Russo Dojo. I will stand by Sensei Jr. He is an OG in the Kyokushin karate game as Sandro Ferrante is and my coach and Justin Mancini, who I hope to get on. Justin Mancini is a karateka practitioner who's very well known in the Kyokushin world and uh, a wild man when he fights. I've seen some of his fighting and this, this guy is like a wind-up Tasmanian devil. I'm going to mix up all the words here because Justin is just an entertaining one to watch. Uh, I will get Justin on soon. We have had discussions. It's just a matter of when and the timing. But once again, Please, if for anyone that's, uh, for anyone, if you're looking to uh, take up Kyokushin Karate at a good dojo, Russo Dojo is the best. Now, to connect with, uh, to connect with Sensei Junior, his Instagram is Sensei Russo. On Facebook, it's Junior Russo, and his dojo has the Instagram page Russo Dojo. So, I'm really thankful that Sensei Junior helped really with Sandro. Like these were the two guys that really helped the podcast gain um, the most plays on their episodes. Everyone's played a role. I'm not saying that I like one more than the other. I I did this. I came up. I was the one that uh, I I believe. Well, I'm stuttering here, and but it happens. <laughs> I believe that in order to be successful, you have to have a good core of peers, friends, mentors that back you on this passion project. And I believe that this is only the beginning of something great with uh, a gift I have of of talking and networking. My second to last guest, wow. This guy, he's another Kyo, he was another, he's another sensei in Kyokushin. This guy is like a history professor of martial arts. He's the Professor X with all the history and uh, knowledge he has. I had the pleasure of having from Contact Kicks in Vaughan, Ontario, um, Sensei Steve Fogarasi, who uh, gave such an interesting background story about how he got into Kyokushin during uh, the end of the Cold War and communism and what it's really like to live under that political system. I really, what I really liked about this episode is that as a historian myself, having a BA in history and taking up uh, history in the Cold War, both looking at it from the American side and the, the Russian side, I really learned what it's like to live under 
the oppressive system of communism. We don't hear too much about it. Yes, we're showed it in the terms of secondary sources through media, Hollywood overblowing some of it. But to hear it from a primary source, someone who lived under it and really can explain how lucky we are to live in a country like Canada or America, we, we don't understand how lucky we are and the hands that, and the good hands that we have in terms of living in North America, where Sensei Steve detailed his story and it was like listening in a, to us, it, like it was like having a history lecture. But that being said, I had so much fun talking to him about his philosophy, how he has an old school approach with his students. Um, and we, and then his, also his dream matchup of having Andy Hoog versus John Bones Jones, my favorite fighter. We all, we, he only thought this was getting started with 50 minutes in, but I will have Sensei Fogarassi on again, based on a more historical, uh, discussion when we talk about K1. It's kind of like the, the fight companions that Joe Rogan does where they talk about old fights like in Pride, K1, Glory. This is something I want to do with Sensei Steve. Uh, please follow his page, Contact Kicks on Instagram. I really believe Sensei Fogarasi, like Junior Ru, Sensei Russo, is doing it right with how they're bringing a modern approach to Kyokushin Karate. From these two men, I got that this style of karate is like the Navy SEAL training for, for martial arts. You know... Everyone says they're of a black belt in Taekwondo, Shotokan Karate, or, or Kempo. I'm not trying to take away anything away from these black belts. Being a black belt in any discipline is an achievement. But the work that goes into becoming a black belt in Kyokushin is something entirely different. Your, your mindset changes. Your lifestyle changes from it. I have seen it happen, for like, as my coach has. People like who were who had who were like drinking, partying, you know, not living to their potential. When you become a black belt in Kyokushin, it changes you. You change with it, and it's like said. And to quote or paraphrase Sensei Russo, it's you either are a black belt or you own a black belt. So I really enjoyed learning so much more about the history of Kyokushin, the rich history, even though it's an art that's only 55 years old, being founded in 1964 by Mas Oyama. The last guest that I had were two, actually. I was supposed to interview only one, but, he, but his friend and uh, business partner were, was there. So you know what? Because I don't have uh, a set... A set uh, plan. We just went at it. As Bill O'Reilly, as uh, the infamous Bill O'Reilly says, fuck it, we're going live. I did that with Pascal Guzzo and, uh, and his friend Youssef. We had such a blast talking about uh, the background, our backgrounds in martial arts. Pascal is a second Dan black belt in Taekwondo who's now taking up mixed martial arts and he's working with uh, PJ and uh, Sandro. I believe it's only PJ, but I'm sure, but because PJ and Sandro work together, maybe Pascal's trained with them. But the point being, Pascal wanted to expand his horizons, get out of his comfort zone and really learn something new. And he's doing great. Youssef was such a pleasure to talk with being from Tunisia. We spoke about philosophies. I opened up more about being on the spectrum and how I'm going to use my story and challenges as a way to, uh, 
empower people. So if any, I really felt like when I spoke to Yusuf and Pascal, more of my creative side came out. I, feel, I really felt that I, I, I'm understanding my reasons for why I took up karate, my reasons for being born and my talents. And my goal, ultimate goal is to eventually own or co-own my own martial arts dojo, whether that's one style of fighting. I prefer more two styles of arts and I want to work specifically with special needs children so they can realize their potential no matter what, whether you're black, white, purple, um, mildly autistic, or you have like a physical disability to some degree, martial arts doesn't discriminate. Everyone is equal, no matter what. It's, a, it's about you are judged based on the level of effort you put in. It's not about, and you are all equal. That's what I love about this community. And what I got from interviewing Pascal and Youssef is whether you do karate, BJJ, judo, wrestling, kickboxing, kung fu, Muay Thai, I can name all the disciplines out there, um, was that we're all one in the fight community. And this is such a wonderful community that I believe I have found my, my tribe, as we say. And I'm, it will come out in more episodes soon as I open up more about with my struggles uh, that, I've ha- that I have had. I am a constant work in progress and perfectly imperfect, but I am trying to be 1% better. Um, I definitely feel that uh, talking to them really gave like a guideline of like how I would like my life to look. To connect with uh, to connect with uh, Pascal and Youssef, they have um, a business called BTC, known as Be the Change. It's on all social media platforms. Pascal Pascal's social media handle is Guzo G U Z Z O underscore Pascal. And uh, his and his and he has his business partner too, Youssef. I have, to, I believe, I have Youssef's Instagram somewhere. But uh, Youssef is more is more working on the BTC pages. So he'll probably tell me what his Instagram is when he hears this. Uh, thank you. So I want to really thank everybody that's come on so far. You, you know. I could not have done this without having you guys on. Everyone taught me something significant. I not only learned how to network, I learned how to converse better. You guys taught me new ways of looking at training, looking at life when circumstances and opportunities present themselves to you. And I am really excited. So I wanted to say, even though New Year's passed, Happy New Year to everybody, whether you're a listener, whether you were a past guest, I am really thankful that you all took time to come on to explain your why for martial arts and combat sports. This was such a great way to end 2019 as I look back and we're, I'm already tw- like 20 episodes in, which means that I know I'm capable of doing much more. So to a great 2020, uh, happy New Year's to all, and I look forward to what season two will bring.